you came down on earth and gave your life as a ransom for my sins. You are the reason I live today. You've set me free. I once was stained And your blood washed away my sin Now I'm all again I testify of your everlasting love At Calvary On the cross you gave You were crucified to pay a ransom for me. Oh
Hausa, you woke up this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Nice to meet you once again in the presence of God. This is the number one podcast out of Worship International Ministry Africa, based in Uganda. That is Chitende uh, Road. And um, our Rio headquarters are found online, but we are so much happy to be in God's presence uh, tonight with the saints of God. And that is one of the things that always we glorify God for. Sometimes it might not be easy to have our friends uh, still living in life, but if God has given us um, opportunity that we can serve loved ones, that one we give glory to Him. There are so many people who have lost their beloved ones. There are so many people who have lost their love, love, uh, love, uh, lovers, of course, parents, as uh, well children, husbands and wives and other different people in life that of course people might have found themselves when they have really lost them. It's such an absurd moment always to lose someone that you love in life and of course it, put, it puts you in the, in the state you feel like really you don't even deserve uh, to still have a uh, life again. There is someone who sent a clip on WhatsApp and I was trying to watch it. So when I was trying to get the information they were trying to portray, of course it was talking about someone, a girl who killed herself. She gave herself poison because the boyfriend was cheating her or did not turn up for marrying her. And that pissed her off, of course she got him desperate uh, because due to depression, she decided to give herself poison and she died. But when she died, they were trying to portray what happens. Someone who dies when your time is not yet. In other words, you're trying to be against God's way. God did not prepare for you to, put, to give yourself poison to die. You still have time to, to be on earth. And of course, according to what the Bible says, it's not you who decides whether you take your life or you make your life to be in existence it is only god and one thing i noted from there it's like we asked they asked her that the angel of death asked her that why have you done this why have you really called me why have you reached on this extent is it because of the man is it because of this guy god's timing is not satan for you you're deciding to take your life away and I remember her quoting the statement that she had no reason to live. And really, this, amongst all the lessons that I was learning from this video, I took that statement that she had no reason as to why she was to live because the boyfriend had, had left her. I want to tell you, my dear friend, today, it's not that someone has disappointed you. It's not that someone has left you. It's not that someone has really maybe uh, disrespected you or done something harmful in your life that you have to give up, that you have to say you have no reason as to why you have to live. No. Boyfriends and girlfriends, families, brothers and sisters, they are not the reason as to why we have to live. No. The reason as to why we have to live, it is Christ. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, we should put this in our minds and understand. Really, we need to get to this and get understand. We have a reason as to why we have to live, and it's supposed to be Christ, not the boyfriends and girlfriends, 
that always disappoint, that always discourage, that always not fulfill their promises. It is only God who ever promised and fulfills. Even among his promises that he made when we are still on this earth, they are still in existence and they are still providing hope to each and every person in this world. What did he say? He said that I'm coming back to pick you. You have eternal life. Now, promising you eternal life, it gives us hope always to stay strong in Christ Jesus because we are promised. That is the hope that we have in Christ Jesus, each and every human on this earth. Therefore, we should stand as human beings and believe in Christ who provides this hope and hope which is able to fulfill. And time to come, it will be fulfilled. Let me even say this. A lot has been going on in your life. Things have been happening. You don't know how to even handle. You don't know how to find a solution for each and every problem that is happening in your life. But guess what? Why do you find yourself that most of times those problems have been there, but again you end up winning and overcoming in life? Why? It's because Christ Jesus is in control. God is in control. He's able and capable, worthy. And he has the ability to fulfill each and every promise. He has the ability to protect you at all levels and at all costs. The only thing that we are required is to trust in him and follow him. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a reason to live. We have a reason to live, and that is Christ Jesus. You came down on earth and gave your life as a ransom for my sins. You are the reason I live today. You set me free, and I am free indeed. I once was stained And your blood washed away my sin Now I'm all again I testify of your everlasting love At Calvary On the cross you gave me you were crucified to pay a ransom for me. Cause no reminded in the book of Hebrews and that is chapter 9 verse 27 that as it is appointed for men to die once but after this the judgment so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him he will appear a second time apart from sin but for salvation this is so crucial in our lives 
that as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. This puts me in a situation where I feel myself that always I've been living a life of sinful nature. There are things that Christ is not really uh, in love with, but I find myself when I've done them. Have you ever found yourself in such a situation? You would have been someone better. You feel like you want to do what Christ wants. Always the body is fighting against the spirit. Really, you're not fit and you're not ready. You are not right in the right way how Christ expects you to be. You're still having some issues that are going in in life. You're still having some issues that already, or, or that already um, happened in your life. I don't know how to go about them. But I would like to encourage you and tell you it is possible things to change. It is possible things to happen. There is always hope that this grace and life of repentance and the chance that Jesus has given to us, we need to use it. Not to use it to sin more or doing whatever you want because of this liberty that we can again repent, but we have to have what we call genuine repentance. And we remind ourselves that really what we've done is something wrong, but genuinely we pray for God to give us the grace and mercy so that we can be able to go back and change our lives without um, doing the same sin again. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it really is very hard to do really own righteousness. Sometimes you find yourself when you, you've gone out of um, God's direction. But he's always there waiting for us. It's just always that runs away from him. But he's always there for us. Again, it reminds us 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, that how we know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought their price with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So the bodies we have are for the glory of Christ Jesus. For him paid the price for us. We were about to buy the price that Christ has paid at the cross by nailing the sin at the cross. Therefore, in the return and in the instance, we need to understand and come to the knowledge of truth that since we have this privilege that really we are saved and we are delivered from the power of sin. Therefore, we take advantage and this opportunity to have a genuine repentance before Christ Jesus every time and every day. Whatever you find ourselves that really we have sinned and fallen from the glory of God and we feel like really we are far from God, it's not him that is far from us. It's we who have hidden ourselves. And this is evidenced, of course, in the book of Genesis. We remember the story of Adam and Eve. And normally we ask ourselves, do you think that God did know that these people had sinned? Do you think that God did know that the conversation was taking place? Why did he leave them to have this kind of a conversation to the extent of even eating the forbidden fruit that he had refused them to do? The, only, the answer is simple. God never wanted to force anything to happen. 
you have a will as a human being to decide. Really, if you love God, you have to make a decision and you do the things of God. We have the zeal for God. Sometimes it's seasonal. This time around, you feel like you really what you're doing is you want to worship, you want to praise, you want to pray. But there are moments are going to reach and reflect. You don't want even to be in any, you don't want to involve in any kind of prayer. Sometimes you're going to find yourself that you don't want even to involve yourself in anything. Why that happens? Because of the battle that is between us, between the body, between our bodies and our spirit. So the spirit has a demand for its own. Even the body has a demand for its help, for its own. The body wants to dress up well. The body wants to eat. The body wants to drink. The body wants to look nice. The body wants to show up. This is the kind of the world that we live in. So the body drives us because that's what it wants. It is always eager to make sure that it is on the top. Pride. Is it because is it famous? Being famous. So the body wants fame in this world. The body wants to be seen everywhere. The body wants to be declared as the best. But remember, even the spirit is in the same case. The spirit cries and says, you are killing me. Whatever that you're doing, it is against God's will. Because the spirit belongs to God. These bodies were formed from soil. God, that's what he did. But again, you need to realize that once our spiritual lives are worked upon, if we have a transformation in our spirits, this is what is going to happen. We shall be in a position, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, we shall be in a position to resist and have our bodies being controlled in the right track that Christ wants us to be. We have heard the phrase, you are what you eat. Consider what you consume and put into your body on a regular basis. Do you think that you treat your body as a temple of the Holy Spirit? I know that I have been guilty of gluttony and I have, have had so many issues with alcohol. We have, we have had so many issues with the fornication. We've had so many issues with masturbation. We've had so many issues with lies, deceiveness, pretense, hypocrisy in our lives that we are not proud of. This life is a gift and we only have one shot. Hebrews has reminded us, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, that as it is that a man dies once, the next step is judgment. This is what is going to happen to each and every single person in this world. To each and every single person in this earth. That once you die, it is done and that is all. The only next step is going to be judgment. Now we need to ask ourselves before we die, what really is going to account in our lives? How do we conduct ourselves? How have we really ran? How have we organized and managed our lives on this earth? How have we really used our influence and resources that God has entrusted us with? that we can benefit God's kingdom. If at all we've not found ourselves in a position of doing God's work, if we at all we have not found ourselves in a position of giving glory to Christ 
And if you have not believed in the Christ Jesus, it's going to be a war to us. It's going to be a disaster to us. Now, it comes to each and every human's perspective and heart that since we're still on this earth, we need to discover and understand that we have to do God's will for us to survive the judgment day. Rather than that, none other than that, we are not going to have an opportunity of even seeing the eternal life if at all we don't believe in Christ Jesus. How do we receive righteousness? It is through believing in Christ Jesus. How do we receive salvation, forgiveness, is through believing in Christ Jesus. John chapter 3 verse, verse 36 reminds us that that, that those who believe in the Son, there is no condemnation to them. Of course, Paul continues even to confirm me that those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation upon them. But again, when I go back to John 3, verse 36, it reminds us in the second line, after the first line, that those who believe in the Son have eternal life. That the second line says that those that do not have the Son do not have eternal life. And the judgment and the wrath of God is upon them because they are not believing in the only Son that Christ Jesus, that God gave to us, and that is Christ Jesus. I remember in those days whereby, whereby the Bible says in the book of Mark, John, um, uh, Matthew, and Luke, of those they talk about the genealogy of Christ Jesus. I love these statements that now the Son has been born to the world. The Son has been born to you. He will be the King. Whoever believes in Him will be saved. I love the statements in these four gospel books whereby they are saying that whoever shall call upon the name of Christ just will be saved. All these things are very important in the life of a Christian to remember and to understand. As a church, we need to come to a position and we have to come to a stage understanding that Christ has to be the priority in each and everything we do. Therefore, if we got saved and we believed Christ Jesus, we came out of that world, it is our, our, it's our mandate and it's a great commission given to us that we have to fulfill that those who are not yet understood Christ Jesus, those who haven't heard about him, however, we need to go and tell them. We should take the awareness about this Christ. This life is a gift and we only have one shot. What a shame it is to waste our time and health on, on weaknesses of the flesh. Sadly, in these modern times, gluttony is literally a deadly sin. A deadly sin. Therefore, Jesus weeps over Jerusalem just to warn the people of Jerusalem to return to God and his laws. And this is seen in the book of Luke chapter 19 and verse 41 to 44. This reminds us that in Luke's gospel, Jesus has just entered Jerusalem for what would be the last time. The people have welcomed him and want to make him king. Needless to say, the leaders are not happy with this and will soon step up their plans to kill him. It won't be long before Jerusalem will be under surge and Jesus' words will come true. And this already happened. Just as with the prophets, the people had ignored the signs that they needed to change. 
God spoke through science, through spo uh, prophets, and he showed the science that he can tell the humanity that this is what I want, and if you don't do it, this is going to happen. Deuteronomy 28 shows us the blessings and curses that happened to the children of Israel when God told them that if at all you obey my commandments and do whatever I'm commanding you, these are the blessings that are going to happen in your life. I'm going to prosper you. I'm going to enlarge you. I'm going to bless you when you're going out and coming in. I'm going to multiply your fields. I'm going to make that. You, I'm going to make sure that you have the biggest harvest. I'm going to make sure that your nation is known among all the nations. You're going to behead non-tails. You're going to do what? All oh, those blessings. He lists them in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. But that comes after the obedience to God's commandments. Obedience to God's word. How many times have we found ourselves that really we have fallen short from the glory of God? The things that we do in life, they either lead us into consequences of sin, of which could be the curses, or else the blessings of God, which could be the promises that he made in Deuteronomy 28 as blessings to those who really do his commandments and follow his will. As Christians, where do we see ourselves? As a church, where do we see ourselves? Do we have even the capability? Do we have even the guts? Do we have even the ability to stand and run and follow and observe God's will to the maximum from the starting point until he comes? As I've told you, Hebrews have reminded us that a man dies once. Therefore, the next step is going to be judgment. As we are still on this earth, how are we going to utilize the time that you are given, the opportunity you are given to be on this earth when we are living? Because change, whatever that we need to change as humans, it happens when we still have the breath of life right now. When we die, we have no any other opportunity to change because it is done and it is done. As Christians, how far have we checked ourselves? How far have we examined ourselves that really we are in a position where God, where Christ Jesus requires us to be? Is it all about in worship? Is it all about in praise? Is it all about in conduct? Is it all about in our perspectives, perceptions? Is it all about the way how we handle our lives in life? Is it the same mouth that worships God and the same mouth that abuses other people? Is it the same heart that glorifies God, that is happy for God, but when it comes to humans, it is the same heart that full of envy, hypocrisy, and jealousness? Is it the same tongue that speaks all kinds of nonsense in this world to against others? And the same tongue that you used to speak God's word? How are we using our bodies to glorify God? Do we find ourselves that we use our bodies for prostitution, for adultery, for fornication, for masturbation, and other sins that you may mention? Are we using our body to steal? Are we using our brains that God gave us just to think that we are wise when we are embezzling money, when we are corrupt? Why do we need to accept our minds to be corrupted in this world? The Bible reminds us how beneficial is it to how how does it look like by thou to benefit all things, all treasures, all wealth, all the whatever in this earth, and we end up losing our souls. In other words, the Bible 
shows us that the priority has to be the soul, that the relationship between us and God has to be strong and has to be created every time. As a church, we have to reflect that. Because we are God's people, we have come to understand that once we believed in Christ Jesus, we are now the children of God. John chapter 1 of verse 12 reminds us that we are his children, those who believe in him, not born by flesh, not born by the intercourse, sexual intercourse with our mothers and fathers and so on, not that, but born by the Spirit through believing in Christ Jesus. Once we believed in Christ Jesus and we confessed to him, we were baptized in the Holy Spirit. We carried out the symbolic action of being baptized by immersion in water. And the Holy Spirit sealed us. The Holy Spirit filled us. He's always there, reminds us. Even when we find ourselves that we are going to do mistakes, we always find ourselves that we are guided. We are warned. How many times have we been warned and we have insisted again to do something wrong? As humans, we need to realize and discover this. Christ Jesus has given us all the resources, has given us all the chances and opportunities to change, to be transformed, to see his glory, his grace. But most of times, the body has blinded us and we think that um, uh, um, amusing the body is the best thing to do. Always want to please our bodies, want to please people at work, want to please bosses, want to please so on and so but we neglect the glory of God to be manifested. All humans on this planet earth, most especially as long as you are Christian and born again, wherever you are in every community, in every organization, at workplace, we need to reflect the glory of God through our actions. Right now, in this current situation, this current world, it is so much absurd, whereby someone to get a job, you have to sleep with your boss. This is where the world has reached. The world has forced us to worship its gods. The world has forced us to follow its, its gods. We find ourselves that we have created our own images. We've put priority to other things more than God who gave us these opportunities. Even getting those jobs, we have used all the possible ways and of which sometimes they are not right. How can we come back to the foundation and understand and really follow what Christ needs us to do. We need to realize that the Bible is there to guide us and give us knowledge how to do everything rightly without being corrupt, without embezzling funds, without misusing funds, without misusing the gifts, the talents, the opportunities that God has given in life. We need to come to that point. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, to this day, we can see how devastating was the destruction of the temple when Jesus Christ looked at Jerusalem. He said on this word that time is going to come and there is no any stone shall be found. He was talking about Jerusalem. Today we are living. Where are we going to be tomorrow? We are seeing you today. By tomorrow, where are you going to be? If at all we put you in that coffin, you're going to put the body, but you're not going to put the spirit there. Where does the spirit going to end? This is this is why this is reason as to why we are called to examine examine ourselves and come to the point of understanding who we are in Christ Jesus by doing what is right. 
whatever that we are doing, holding all these podcasts, having all the platforms, having church platforms on WhatsApp and so on, reason is, is to come back and guys that we remind ourselves that this is who we are. We are children of God. We are supposed to do what God tells us. And when we find ourselves that we've fallen and we have gotten into mistakes, this is the reason as to why you come and listen to this podcast because you realize that God reminds you through the speakers, different speakers that we invite here, through a pastor that held that held this 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 podcast, so that you can be able to be warned, to be reminded, and to be equipped for God's work. We know the story of Masada as well. And how many of the Jewish people were killed? If Jesus walked the earth today, would he weep over us? When Jesus comes back right now, how is he going to find us? We it so absurd that we find ourselves in most cases, most especially the Christians. We still struggle with a lot of things. That's why we need a lot of teachings and learnings. We need to give a, an open ear to listen to what the Lord is speaking to us through different men of God through different Christian literatures, being guided by the Bible, being guided by the Bible. The Holy Spirit is always to help us and guide us because always we fall, either in faults, either in speech, either in everywhere. How can we come back to that same sense? How can we come back to that same position? It's when we realize that we are nothing without God. It's when we realize that we have to turn and resort to seek for God. He tells us, guys, we should not deceive ourselves. Seek first the kingdom of God, the rest shall be added to you. Now, this is where the problem comes from. In the entire world, most of times, we find ourselves that we always seek for what is supposed to be added to us and we forget God's kingdom. Which kingdom do we seek for? In other words, the kingdom of God is all about Bible. The Bible says it's not eating and drinking, but it is righteousness, joy, peace in the Holy Spirit. In other words, it's a relationship that we have between us and God. That's how we can seek the kingdom of God. That always we seek ways. How can we be right with God? How can we be in relationship with God without breaking, without feeling that we are left? Because whenever we sin, we distance ourselves. We feel like we have distanced ourselves with God. And sometimes we blame God for nothing. It's not God that deserts from us. It is we ourselves who desert from God. Should I remind you a context? Should I remind you a text or a passage in the book of Genesis? I take you back to the generation of Adam and Eve. When they ate the forbidden fruit, it wasn't God who hid from them. It was themselves who hid themselves from God. And God came in because he was gracious. He came in calling them. Hey, Adam, where are you? And Adam said, when we had you coming, we hid ourselves because we found ourselves that we are naked. And God asked him a question. How did you know that you are naked? You see, God keeps on coming back, looking for us. However much, even if even we have fallen from his grace, even when you have sinned, he says, when you shall come back to me, I shall come back to you. Come, 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 come. Only God is word in his mouth. He is only one. Come, come, come. Even when you have sinned. He always been saying, come, 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 come. 
how many times that we've been called to come back to Christ and really we have failed to go back to Christ. And we think that we can't be forgiven. We think that we have slept with so many men. We think that we have slept with so many girls. Banange, how can we feel? How can it be? What can I do? All that kind of things. But he says, no way, come back. And he said that those who are burdened and those who are tired, please come, I'll give you rest. He's going to take off your burden. He's going to give you rest and rest in him. That's what we are talking about. As a church, we need to come to that position. Therefore, a church is a very important place. A church building, it's just a building whereby a church converge. What makes us to be a church that we come together, we discuss, we share, we come to realize, and most of things, we come to observe our weaknesses and our strength, and then we see how can we walk with Christ. And he's always there guiding us. The Holy Spirit is always there guiding us through the word we read. We pray in that word. We pray through the, the, the word that, and the message that God has given to us, has revealed to us, and it continues to encourage us and keeping us in that hope for his coming back on that day that we shall be in a position to inherit the kingdom of God with him. Because he tells us that we are fellow heirs with him. Therefore, my fellow co-workers of God's kingdom, let me remind you, let me remind you, we should not run away from God, but we should run to God. My guess is that he would. We are not so dissimilar to the people of the past. We to ignore signs of destruction of our world we have spent the last couple of centuries polluting our land, our water supplies, and our air. We complain about the increase of cancer, the spread of AIDS, the spread of diseases that never existed before, the use of chemicals in our water and food supplies. If we keep on going like this, we won't need marauding armies to overtake us. We will just self-destruct. In those areas of the world where they hunger for peace, they also hunger for justice. We have a responsibility to help in any way we can, we can to work for justice in the world as long as or as well as to be good stewards of the earth. Just as the prophets warned the people of Israel and Jesus warned the people of Jerusalem to return to God and his laws, they also warned us. Will we listen from what they said? Are we in a position to take over the advice? Are we taking the advice that really these people were given? Are we really taking the advice that these people were given? Understand this, ladies and gentlemen. All of us, we are living for a purpose. We are living for a purpose. Let us not discriminate and undermine what God has given us as a gift to be in His presence. Let us not. We are someone. We can make this and we can overcome this. Let's pray.
thank you for tonight. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercies and love. You're such a wonderful God. If at all you were not the one that gave, gave us the grace, we wouldn't have faith here. But you're so great and wonderful. We praise you, King of glory, and we give you honor because you're such a wonderful God. We lift up our voices and our hearts to give you praise. You're such a wonderful Christ. You're such a loving Father in everything that we're doing. You have not left us. You have not left us. How great you are and how merciful you are. Father, we give you praise and we give you honor because you're son God. Because you're a glorious God. I want to put myself in the shoes of every person that is suffering right now. Father, that may you really have mercy on us in everything that we do. A lot of things have been happening in our lives. Father, we are not holy. We are not worthy at all. We are not even to the extent of reaching really to the righteousness level that you require from us. But you just loved us and had mercy just the way how we are. We pray tonight that, Father, may you guide us and lead us. May you forgive us for whichever sin that we've committed. We've done a lot of sins before you. We have committed a lot of trespasses before you. We have lied. We have masturbated. We have fornicated. We have committed adultery. We have aborted. We have done all kinds of nonsense. We have done every kind of thing which is not really right with what your commands directs. We have neglected your word. Father, we pray that may you forgive us and have mercy on our lives. We have masturbated. Father, forgive us for whichever sin that we've done, for whichever wrong that we've done. We've come back to you, humbling ourselves. Father, King of glory, recognizing you as the Father that who is merciful and gracious and every time you've been that. Father, we pray for every person that is passing through the same situation all over the world. People in Uganda, people in Africa, people in Australia, people in Europe, people in America, people in, in Asia. Father, we pray that may you guide and help out. A lot is happening and going on in life. A lot of misfortunes, a lot of miscarriages amongst the women, the pregnant women. People have been happy about to get children, but they have lost it all. Others have produced children and they have died at a tender age. Premature death has happened day and night. Even right now, there are those that have already died. They have gone. They have been called back home. Father, we pray that may you forgive and have mercy. In everything that we've done, Father, our hearts are humbled unto you. We present everything unto you. We decide to be humble. We decide to be humble under your wings, under your grace, under your power, under your mercies, King of God. May you have mercy to each and every individual. May you have mercy to each and every person that is listening to me right now. Father, we pray for each and every woman and man passing through different situations, trying their best, King of God, Father, to survive. But you are the provider. 
you promise us that you promise us that you provide for everything. If at all you can provide for the birds in air, what about us that believed in you? Father, you've been doing that faithfully. And we believe that whoever that is suffering have no to eat, have no to drink. Father King of glory, there is a time for everything and you have prepared and you have them in your mind and we believe that Father, you have not forgotten each and every one but you provide, you remind, you give to each and every one according to the measure and according to your will. We pray those who are in prisons, having different cases, even those who are guilty, even those who are innocent, we pray for your grace and mercy that Father, you know them you have them in your mind. We pray for those who are in hospitals, ladies who are suffering, ladies who are when they're giving birth right now. They are in labor wards. Others have faced miscarriages. Father, may you encourage them. Others have faced different problems. May you encourage them, King of Glory. Others are suffering from cancer. Others are suffering from HIV. Others are suffering from deadly diseases, very dangerous. Father. Most of them, they have lost hope. They feel like there is no hope. Because when someone gets cancer, people always feel that it is insurable. It is insurable. HIV is insurable. But you are the healer. For you can cure. You know the cure. You are the cure himself, yourself. And you can heal these people. Father, we believe that we are passing through that situation. May you encourage them and we pray for them for healing. That may your glory be manifested according to your will in their lives. There are those who are sick, facing different kind of challenges. Their body systems, uh, system, body system break down. Some parts cannot function. Their legs are lifted high. Others have gotten accidents. Others have lost their beloved ones. Tears. Father, may you have mercy. May you have mercy, Lord. May you forgive. Father, may you have mercy on them and help them out. And we know that, of God, Father, you have them in your mind. We pray for them for change. We pray for them for transformation. We pray for them for salvation. People who are in different places in this country and all over the world, Father, may you always provide ways how they can hear the gospel. The good news that you died for us. The good news that you redeemed, you redeemed us. The good news that you saved us. Therefore, that our work is to believe in you. Father, we pray that may you continue to guide. The diversity of your wisdom is what we are yearning for. The diversity of your knowledge towards us. Father, King of glory, all the ministers that have taken over the, the burden, that have taken over the, 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 the burden, they have taken, that they have taken over the opportunity to preach the gospel in all situations. Wars have become wars. Conflicts have become conflicts. Missionaries, Father, may you give them the grace. May you give them the opportunity, the way forward. How they can go to these countries. How they can go to these communities. How they can go to these societies that are facing conflicts, wars that are affected by eruptions, that are affected by famine, that are affected by different kind of things. Because these are your ambassadors that they can spread and spread your word into these people. 
salvation is a solution. Christ Jesus, you are the solution. You are our salvation. You are our refuge. You are our redeemer. You are everything. I pray for families that are facing challenges and problems. There are those families that father are having rumbles and conflicts right now. They don't know what to do. The only thing that is on their mouth is divorce, divorce, divorce. Others have neglected each other. Others have been taken over and they have no time even to resolve the single conflict they have in life. Father, I dedicate them into your hands that may you help them out, that may you encourage them, that may you, Father, bring unity among us to them. Unity among the children. Unity among, King of God, Father, the couples in different families in this world, in this nation. Political conflicts, political, Father, instabilities. Father, King of glory, all the threats and the threatens. May King of God, Father, raise your hand because once you raise your hand, even the distorted waters, they come down. The storm hears you, humbles itself before you. Father, may you calm down all the conflicts that have been happening in the lives of the Christians. Pastors are facing challenges. Ministers of God are facing challenges. The worship teams in the churches. The church has faced catastrophes. The church is in chaos. May you help Father and the Holy Spirit, may you guide for the right doctrine, for the right discussions, for the right word that's supposed to be preached. Father, may you help the spirit of discernment in the times of the false prophets, false teachers, false, false, false pastors. The devil is lowering, looking for someone to devour looking for someone to destroy, looking for someone to kill because his gender is only having three points. His goal has only three things. His gender has only three things. He came to, to steal, to kill, and destroy. But be thanked to you, King of God, Father, because John 10, 10 reminds us that you are, the, you are the good shepherd and even your sheep hears you. They understand your voice. They hear your voice and they follow what you say. This is what we are requesting for Lord in all churches. John wrote to different churches in the book of Revelation and every church had a message. Father, may you give a message to each and every church this week that King of Glory, either for warning, either for appreciation, either for guidance, that may you help each and every church because their desire for the king of glory starts with giving you glory starts with worshiping and glorifying you but the devil diverts the doctrine diverts the way how things are done in churches or in worship places one time you found people when they are selling their goods in the temple and what you did was the best way to show them as an example that your, your temple is a temple of worship, not of market. Father, may you help the pastors, the spiritual leaders, the church leaders to examine, to understand that the temple of God, that the churches are there for worship, not for market, not for sales, not for business, but for God's business. 
Father, we pray, we beg, we pray. I pray for those who have lost their beloved ones, their brothers and sisters, the children, either the husband or the wife. Father, I know they are in tears, but you are the comforter. May you comfort them. May you comfort them, Father. In all the situations that they are passing through. Father, we found ourselves that even sometimes faith has reduced in our lives. Even sometimes we find ourselves that we have no faith at all. We pray that may you help us at least to have faith to the measure that you mentioned in the book of John. That at least if we can have faith as a mustard seed, we shall tell the mountain to move. Father, may you help us at least to that measure. You develop our faith in our lives. Help us to, to consider. Help us to reconsider and understand that you are the God, the provider, and the ultimate controller of everything in this world. Help the leaders of this country. Help the leaders of all the nations. Wisdom and knowledge is what someone asked for. Therefore, even us today, we are requesting for wisdom. At our workplace, a lot of things are going on. I pray for people who are in Middle East countries, people who are in United Arab Emirates, people who are in different countries are working as slaves. Father, may you help them out. Help them out, Father. Whatever situation they are passing through, they went to look for green pastures. But they found when the situation is under the way how they expected. Others are sexually harassed. Some are already killed. Some are buried in, 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 in wilderness, in deserts. Others are being oppressed, are being treated with all obscene things. Father, we pray that may you encourage them and protect them and guide them. Those that are, are, are traveling, Father, may you help. We believe in you, Father. Because of this grace and love that you gave us, we have managed to live on this earth so far. As you've given us this opportunity to be on earth, Father, we pray that may you continue to guide us, help us and teach us your ways. Help us to stay in your right ways, Father. Never allow our feet, never allow our lives to die, to be diverted or to be deviated. Father, may you help us. May you lead us. May you guide us. In your name, we pray and we believe and we trust in you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you, Father, because you, you're so such a wonderful God. In Jesus' name. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you
thank God for this evening. Indeed, there is no lie that God won't tear down. There is no mountain He won't climb coming down for us. This, indeed, this is such a wonderful song that reminds us that our hope is in Christ and our victory is found only in the Son of God and that is Jesus Christ. I would like to thank everyone who has been live right now and this evening. I send my greetings and respect to my brother from Australia, OJ28. May God bless you so much for always um, uh, investing in your time to follow and you pray with us together and you learn with us together. Please feel free always. You gave me your email, I remember. But when I sent you the email, hopefully you haven't yet responded to me. But I sent you the email. But I want to thank God for your life. May God continue working in your life and really um, lead you through in all ways. I know you might be having different things that you're doing in life. For me, I don't call myself a prophet. No, 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 no. But <laughs> I'm praying for you, my brother, that may you continue to stand and walk in God's ways. God is faithful. He's faithful. He will always make you happy. And even during those times that you feel like really your things are not working out as you expect, He will always be there to help you out and remind you. So, I would like to give glory unto Christ Jesus. But thank you for joining tonight. Again, I'd like to send my greetings uh, to Silicon. Thank you so much. Efua, thank you so much. Maria God, thank you so much. Angel Alcantara, thank you so much also to join, uh, for having joined us. Living Testimony, thank you so much. Akonobea, thank you so much also. May God bless you so much. And really, this is what happens every day at 9 p.m. on podcast that we always have prayer session and we always have learning session. We always host different people to speak to us and communicate to us in God's word. It helps us to grow. Yes, I have received the apology. Don't worry. God is faithful. Yes. Um, I, I'm sorry. I didn't get time to check my emails. It's okay. Don't worry. But the email is there. You'll find it. And I put my message there. We can start from there for the conversation. May God bless you so much. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, one thing I want to remind you is that with Christ everything is possible. And tonight as we've learned all through or we've learned all this, let us believe that Christ is our lead in everything that we are doing and one time things will be better. And the, the, the most important thing that all of us we need to focus on is internal life. Because in this world, yes, we have to work, we have to do whatever and the Bible encourages work. We need to do everything. But I would like to remind you that in so doing such, we must have in our mind that the major purpose of, our, or the, of the major purpose as to why we are in this world is to prepare for our eternal life. Therefore, let us behave well. Let us do exactly what God expects us to do. Let us follow what God's will uh, does. Let us really love Christ read the Bible, understanding what he's telling us, and 
that is the way how we are going to be guided and do things right in this world. May God bless you so much. Thank you for joining tonight. Let us meet tomorrow at the same time as we are learning and praying. We are under this topic, church life. This is episode two. Let us have episode three tomorrow by the grace of God. Have a good night in Jesus' name. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't lie.